kept doing modeling and then the next thing I know I became an actress here in India. But I took a complete U-turn. I didn't want to act anymore. I didn't want to be part of the industry anymore. It's an industry that if I had a child, I would be worried if my daughter wants to become part of Bollywood. Why? Because I used to question a lot of things in Iran. By the age of like 14, 15, I, I start knowing about, you know, there is other countries and there's yes. other places and there's other people looking different. So I was really curious to, to understand what is out there. And obviously, I don't know, you, you can call it courage. You can call it, I wanted a better life. I left, I left with nothing and I didn't have my family support. The industry in India is very different. It runs into who you know and who's your father and who's your family. You know, some people say, oh no, I'm going to become an actress, but I'm going to keep away from that whole, the other side of it. You can't. When I was sexually harassed by my, one of my directors, yes, I went on a record on... Uh... Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Mandana. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Mumbai's Millennial Mind. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming here at such short notice. I think we we connected yesterday and I was like, are you free to come today? You're like, yes, I have the short window. Let's go. Yes. yes. So thank thank you you so much. much. No, thank you. Can you... um, I know a little bit about you, but for yeah. people who don't know who you are, yeah. can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, so my name is Mandana. I was born in Iran in a very small city called Salve. Okay. Um, I left Iran when I was 18. Um, I started doing modeling when I was 19. Um, you know, traveled all over the world and then end up in India around 10 years ago. Wow. Um, you know, kept doing modeling and then the next thing I know I became an actress here in India. Um, yeah, so I was acting in films and doing modeling, uh, but I took a complete um, U-turn uh, yeah. two years ago. Um, I didn't want to act anymore. I didn't want to be part of the industry anymore. And uh, since two years, I've, uh, I'm back to school. Wow. I uh, just finished my course at a interior design school, mm-hmm. um, Marangoni, the design school which is in Mumbai. Um, it's an Italian school. Okay. So um, I finished my school, then I started working with a design firm, which I'm working at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I take care of their marketing 
and I opened a new division in the company, which is accessories and art. Wow. So I sourced that for our clients. Amazing. So, you, so were you a model in Iran or you, where did you move to when you were 18? Uh, well, I moved to Dubai okay. very briefly for a few months and um, I, I couldn't understand the, um, the lifestyle and the way things are in another country because I never left Iran. Wow. And um, I come from a very, um, uh, I come from a Muslim background where, you know, it's, uh, it's very different. You yes. know, I wasn't allowed to do certain things or wear, you know, certain clothes mm -hmm. or as a matter of fact, being in a school where there are boys and girls. So th it was really different. My life before I left, it almost very different. And um, I think in the beginning, I was trying to figure out, oh my God, why people are not wearing anything. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that was my first impression when um, I remember my, the flight landed in Dubai. So I was going to meet my brother in Dubai and stayed with him. Okay. And the first thing I was looking at people, I was like, oh, holy shit, why people are, look so comfortable? No way. And, uh, yeah, so in the beginning was a lot of, um, you know, confusion and mm. uh, is this the right choice for me? But then obviously um, I never wanted to live in Iran and I wanted to come out and I wanted to figure out my life. And I think modeling happened just because I was looking for something, mm. you know, figuring out my life. and. Everyone was like, oh, you're so tall and you're so skinny and you could be a model. I was like, hmm, okay. okay. <laughs> Let's just like, you know, try it out. And then, um, yeah, it just happened like that. How did you get scouted? Is it, was it in Dubai? Uh, no, it wasn't in Dubai. So after Dubai, I went back to Iran because I couldn't handle everything. I went back to Iran for a few months. Uh, I, I think I, I was there for three months. But then okay. I was like, no, I cannot do this. I'm going. I'm leaving. So at first, you, why did you leave Iran in the first place? Um, well, there, w there is a lot of reasons that I left. Mm -hmm. um, I think one reason was, um, you know, I never, even now, I don't really understand how I used to think as a child because I come from a very um, close kind of minded family. So right. there is no... Uh, knowing about what's happening out there mm. and today's in today's life like, obviously there's internet and there is a lot of access for kids right yes but I'm talking about when I was five or six or ten even you know I always used to tell my mom that oh why do I have to you know wear the hijab or like mm. be you know I used to question a lot of things in Iran um, I think by it was by the age of like 14 15 I I start knowing about you know there is other countries and there's yes. other places and there's other people looking different so um i was really um you know curious to to understand what is out there and obviously um i don't know you you can call it courage you can call it um i wanted a better life mm. uh, i left i left with nothing and i didn't have my family support um i didn't have did anyone's fam the support you know but um, I manage it somehow. Well, how <laughs> did you really? leave? Yeah. How did you just say, um, say like one day I'm going to Dubai with my it, brother? It wasn't like that. It was okay. a little bit of, uh, you know, I had a few friends who they, you know, used to travel outside of Iran. Right. Um, some of them, they used to stay in Dubai or some of them were in London or America. So Got the it. story that I started hearing from them by not even being able to travel, I think that's kind of start opening up my mind saying, hmm, there's something mm. out of these walls, you know, I, I, should, I should figure out what it is. And uh, when I think about it now, um, you know, 
those years where I didn't get my family support, I used to be really upset and like heartbroken. Like, how can yes. they do this to me? And, you know, <laughs> they should support me. Yes. But now when I think about it, because I'm older, and I think about it that if I had a child, mm. and that child decided to leave Iran, you know, mm. um, I would go crazy. Because now when I think about myself when I was, you know, 17, 18 when I left, I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? And how did I do it? How did I think about... Um, and I never studied English, even until wow. date, I've never gone to school and studied English. So how I picked up my English, which is horrible, the grammar is like even still, because I still it's think in Farsi. by the way. Yeah, so I still think in Farsi, right? Um, so I, I saw learning English since I was like 19 when I moved wow. out. and. There was this huge struggle of not understanding the language, not knowing where to go, and it was just like, I don't know, a miracle, or I was lucky, or I was um, so adamant to survive. Mm. Um, I just picked it up, and wow. um, yeah, so that has been... You, you mentioned you went to Dubai and you, you couldn't handle it, yeah. so you went back to Iran. Yeah. What, what couldn't you handle? Um, so I, I give you an example, a lot of people when they come to Mumbai, um, you know, the culture is really strange for them. Yes. And they're like, oh my God, how Indian can eat like this or behave like that or say yes. this, you know. Correct. Um, those are the things that I couldn't handle because I was coming from such a uh, mm. close environment where um, from how you clothe, you know, how you dress, yes. um, how you behave in public or how you behave in your school, you know, mm. it's very different, right? So for me, it was like, oh my God, this is some of the planet, forget the culture, mm. you know? And um, to be honest, uh, you know, people from Iran, especially when you come from a very small family or very small city, um, the things are so normal, even for me now, right? There are a lot of things which are normal, but when I think about it back then, I'm like, wow, now I understand like, why I was so shocked. Yeah. Wow, okay. It's, um, yeah, and now it's different because now, you know, I'm. I'm older, mm -hmm. um, you kind of uh, find your way to navigate through things. Of course. Know? Now, um, you know, any country that I go, most of the countries that I travel to now, um, I have friends there. Right. Because I've traveled so much and I made so many friends, I met so many people and um, I became really actually friendly. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's a one, of the, one of the thing that from the beginning when I left Iran, um, I remember a few of my old friends, I've known them for like 10, 12 years and my conversation with them started more of like, you know, just talking with my hands and trying yeah. to make them understand. And now, you know, when they, they say, you know, you, uh, the other day I was talking to one of them, she lives in Malaysia, mm -hmm. and she, she was saying, hey, you remember when I met you first time, you couldn't even talk in like a one word of English? I said, yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember, yeah. Wow, So How life amazing. has changed a lot for me. I've, um, I've grown up, I feel like I saw growing up when I left Iran. Mm. Yeah. So if your family were really conservative, yeah. you went back to Iran, and then yes. where did you go? So I was, as I mentioned, I was in Dubai very briefly. Yes. Came back, left Iran again. I went to Malaysia. Okay. Um, and why did you leave the second time? Um, there was an incident uh, okay. where I was at the party, and then um, there was some problem happened with the government. and. You okay. Know, uh, I was at the party, which I wasn't allowed to be. Um, so that time, I think for me was like, I can't stay here. I can't. Would be um, dangerous. Uh, not only really dangerous. I feel like living your life in so much of fear 
and in so much of a fear of what's going to happen to me next or mm. you know I'm going to say something that I'm going to put myself in danger I, I don't think I want that for myself or for anyone else and I think um, that was one of the main reason that I decided to kind of make a new home and make a new life for myself yeah. And why Malaysia? And were your parents okay with that at this time? Were they like, my parents okay. were never okay with anything that I did in my <laughs> life. <laughs> even even today. My my mom, she's more supportive now because right. she's like, oh, she did it. Yeah, yeah. She's okay, you know. Yeah. But uh, at that point, she, they weren't okay with anything. I only had a support from my grandmother. She's not um, alive anymore, but okay. uh, she was the only one. She used to say, you know, just go. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, but just go. Mm. Do your thing, figure out who you are, figure out what you want to do, um, you know, who you want to be yeah. in, in this world, and don't listen to anyone. Wow. You know, not to me, not to your mother or nobody. So my, my parents, they've never been really supportive of what I do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, my mom, she's okay now, but my right. dad is not uh, around, so it's only okay. my mom. Yeah. So you decided, to, why, did, why Malaysia? So I had few friends who they used to study in Malaysia. Right. So Malaysia was one of the countries that with my Iranian passport, it was easier to kind of, you know, get visa and uh, travel to. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So I was in Malaysia for a bit, for almost a year and a half. Uh, then I was in Singapore brief for a few months. Wow. Um, I was in Hong Kong, uh, which became my base okay. um, for four years. And then I was just traveling all over Europe from Hong Kong because, wow. you know, as a model, they, they sent you for different contracts mm -hmm. uh, all over. And then uh, while I was in Hong Kong, I did a few commercials for India and Pakistan. So that's how it kind of became, oh, who's this girl? Is she Indian? She looks yeah. Indian, but she's not Indian. She's white, but she's not, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I started getting offers for India. Right. Um, yeah, so I came here for like a week for shooting for a campaign or, you okay. know, I did a fashion week. But then I went, it was more of back and forward. Mm -hmm. And um, I really started liking India. Really? And yes. And uh, I mean, I've been to India before when I was a kid, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I've never been here alone without, you know, family and working here. It's yeah. very different. So, um, and to be honest, after many years, I felt like I'm home. Mm. Um, it has uh, a lot of uh, similarity, the culture, the way people are, yes. um, you know, the city. So I asked my um, mother agency, I said, um, I think I want to move to India. You know, I want to give it a chance and this place feels like home. Yeah. So I moved here. This is 11 years ago. To be wow. Precise. And yes. how old were you? Oh, well, I'm 35 now, th 36 soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. And how yeah. old were you then? Yeah, I was, uh, I was in my Yeah, I was in my 25. 20s. But also, like, I started coming to India when I was, like, 22, okay. 21, 22. So it was more of back and forward. And then so you that's moved. why I tell a lot of people that I kind of grow up here. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't really count my life in Iran because there's a lot of confusion in my head. There's a lot of, like, why my school was like that? Why people were like that? And then I started kind of figuring out who I am, mm. what I like, um, what I can do, you know, what I can learn after mm. I left it on. So, so that's why I tell a lot of people I'm pretty much Indian. local. Yeah, 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 yeah. Indian at heart. Yeah. So, so you moved here when you were 24, 25. You couldn't speak Hindi, right? Nope. 
Okay, so you, where were you, you living by yourself or you were living with a model apartment? I was at the model apartment yes. for, a, for a year and a half. Okay. Um, but then, um, you know, the lifestyle of models was too much for me. Okay. Because um, I'm very competitive. If I put my head <laughs> to doing something, yeah. I give my 110%. And I felt like uh, I'm getting distracted by all the noise around. So I decided to have my own flat. Because I remember... Um, my first year, when mm -hmm. I just moved here, I was like, I'm going to learn Hindi. This is this is not cool. You know, I need to communicate with people around me. Of course. Me. So I started doing like Hindi classes, talking to people, trying to, you know, I, I struggle a lot. Um, trying to understand what's happening, who's who, what I'm doing. So um, I decided to have my own space. Wow. To, to focus at what I want to do more than, you know, all the other noise which is around. What was the other noise? The partying, the, I don't know, the gossiping, the going out, looking at to, oh, this girl is doing more jobs than me, or this one is this, and this one is that. It's, it's it was too, too much. much. Yeah, it's too much. Which campaigns were you getting? Which brands were you working with? Um, I did a lot of jewelry brands mm -hmm. uh, when I came to India, and I think the second biggest stuff that I did was uh, mainly uh, salwar kameez and saris. Um, then um, one of my favorite commercials that I did in when I moved here was Ever Youth. Okay. Yeah, that was like a very nice commercial. I still look at it and I'm like, wow, I was so young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and the whole, you know, the transaction from being a model to actress, mm -hmm. um, it wasn't easy. It wasn't um, easy? No, it's not easy, you know, because uh, first of all, I'm not from here. Right. I don't come from a filmy background. Mm. Um, you know, I don't have any family here. So there are certain... Um, now it has changed a lot from when I came to India. Yeah. Um, now it's, if you're good enough, you manage to be picked up by the, you know, the casting agencies or... Um, you know, you, you go somewhere. Right. It's not really like, oh, I'm feeling lost or I'm feeling like I'm not getting anything or I'm not getting accepted for who I am. Yeah. Um, but still, it was, it was a big struggle to kind of get work. And um, I've been really lucky, to be honest. I had a um, quite an interesting uh, career. Mm -hmm. um, and I managed to do a lot of different stuff from TV, which was like daily soap. Wow. I did on reality shows here. Um, I work with some of the biggest production house from, uh, you know, Balaji and uh, Netflix and mm -hmm. Anil Kapoor's production house. So I did wow. a lot of um, good work for being foreign. Okay. And with the time and a year where foreigners weren't getting any prime kind prime of... TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was more of like you're just a pretty hot foreign girl, <laughs> walk in, walk out. But I did manage to get some really good stuff, and um, you know I was part of some uh, some pretty amazing projects. Yeah. But why did you want to do acting you, for, compared to modeling? Because they're very different things, right? Yeah, I know people. I, people love to say think that they're the same. They're not the same. But it's completely different. It's so, completely so when different. did you make that switch? Well, I think for me it was more of like, hmm, this is interesting. It's more challenging. Right. Because as you mentioned correctly, they're very different. Yeah. You know, the industry is different. The kind of work you do is different. The hours that you put into, it's different. Mm. Um, and especially in a country like India, you have dancing, you have the uh, yes. singing, and then, uh, you know, you have all this romantic stuff which is going on, you know. So it's very different. Um, and I think I took it as a challenge. And right. it was more of like, um, okay, I'm getting older. Mm. And I feel like acting is something which is kind of more interesting. And yes. I feel like for someone like me, um, I wanted more challenge. 
in my life and uh, for me it was something like oh okay mm -hmm. so let's try this out as well and see how it goes and th that was pretty much how it was for me and obviously I, I started getting offers for um, for films right. so my agency was like oh what do you think would you be able to learn Hindi or memorize the line or take the dancing class which I was so horrible at <laughs> and I never enjoyed it I mean I did few songs and stuff and I look all you know I'm dancing right. but believe me the, the you know the practice and <laughs> the amount of like crying that I did really so, yeah, yeah yeah because I told you I'm very competitive right so yes. I felt like oh my god why I'm not getting this yeah 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 what movies were you in what big movies um so there is this movie called Kya Kulaham um there have four of this film so it's one of the very successful um you know film Hindi mm. films and the last one that we did was quite a big opening um for a film then um, I did Big Boss, which is the yes. yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm the first foreigner in, in Big Boss history that no I uh, lasted from first day to last day wow. because the show is uh, Hindi spoken language, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't speak English. You're not allowed. <laughs> you, they, they throw you out of the show. So I was there with my Hindi, and people loved me. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's wow. a, yeah. So, so so you got these big movies. Yeah, you got Big Boss. Yeah, first to last episode. Yeah. Why did you leave? Um, why did I live? Uh, to be honest, it's um, it's an industry that if I if I had a child mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. I would be worried if my daughter wants to become part of Bollywood. Why? Because um, the industry in India is very different. It runs into who you know and who's your father and who's your family. Um, yes, later on, it depends on how good you are and how talented you are. No doubt. Um, but it's a very, very competitive and it's a place where um, I, I love competition, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I love being challenged every single day, but certain challenges in life, it's not healthy for your, uh, for your mind. Mm. And I feel like for me, Bollywood was like that because, you know, I try to, you know, find the good people to work with. I try to work with a better production. And I'm not saying that everyone is the same. No. Yes. Um, there are some amazing people that I work with. Um, you know, my last project where I wasn't even working as actress anymore. But uh, one production house, they came to me and they were like, um, you know, it's a short part in a film. Mm -hmm. But we would love you to be part of it. And because I have so much of respect for them, I said yes. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, it was my first time working with them. But it was amazing. Really? And unfortunately, in my career, I didn't have that many of those people. You know, I had people who were very disrespectful. They treat you like, you know, oh, she's a pretty girl. She's this, she's that. Oh, she doesn't have any support from anyone. So we can do whatever we want. We're going to say what we want. And, and after a point, I found it quite unhealthy for my own, uh, you know, mental health and for, for me being happy. And I wasn't happy anymore. I wasn't happy with the work that I was doing, with the people that I was hanging out. And, um, you know, some people say, oh, no, I'm going to become an actress, but I'm going to keep away from that whole, you know, the other side. Okay, you can't. When you're either part of the industry or you're not. There is no... In between. In between. When you say people would say things to you, hmm. people would treat you with disrespect. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean by that? Um, okay, I, I give you an example. I've been in India for like 11 years. Um, I do have a set of friends who they've known me for so many years and they've stood by me. Mm -hmm. And um, you'll hear two different versions of Mandana. 
One is, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. Oh my gosh, she's lovely. She's mm-hmm. this, she's that. She's great. She's a great friend. But then the second people, the second group of people, we say, oh my gosh, she's very difficult to handle. She's, she's, um, she's very strong-headed and you know, she doesn't listen and uh, mm-hmm. she's very difficult to work with. And the second group right. of people are usually the ones that they want to bully you into things. They want to, um, I give you an example, they use lines like, oh, you don't understand, you're not Indian. This, in our culture, it works this way. And to be honest, what is the Indian culture? And when someone talks to me in that manner, I do not take it. I might be the most easiest person to work with, but when people like that, they come to my way, I'm like, I'm sorry, no. No, that's a no. And that's why, you know, here, when I say some people, they disrespect or Mm. the way they speak about you, it's more of those, I don't know, guys or families where um, they kind of abuse the power that they have. Right. It could be anything. It could be money. It could be knowing uh, fame, you know, yeah. fame or whatsoever. Yeah. You talk about Bollywood. You said you need a famous father, a famous friend. We need to know someone. Yeah. Right. To know somebody, well, yeah. What do you mean by that? Um, so it's like um, I don't know how. Like, like example, in the industry that I am right now, if you're good at your work and you know people, mm-hmm. which is a very simple way of working in an industry, right? Yes. Your marketing. Correct. Right? Yeah two part of the marketing one is your social media and the other stuff that you do and the second part is who do you know yes right and you kind of stop growing because of the many friends or people that you know right mm. and that's very normal but in Bollywood what happens is not that way okay it's more of like how can I explain it you scratch my back I scratch yours we are friends and you know it, it, it's it's a very um, unsaid set of rules which everyone follows, right? And you can see it when you are in the parties and when you hang around, you know, with that group. Mm. Which I'm not interested. I don't really care. I don't care about the fame. I don't care about the money um, that I used to earn. Yeah. I don't care about oh, people gonna know me. You know, I used to care when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I like the whole shiny uh, feel of Bollywood, but not anymore. Yeah, yeah. You can sense it, right? Yeah, yeah. What's one of the worst stories that you experienced? It's one of the worst times, sorry, you experienced in in working in the film. Um, I've spoke about it actually um, online uh, when I was sexually harassed by one of my directors. Yes, I went on a record on uh, Me Too. Um, Also, what happened is that, uh, you know, that whole incident happened and I wanted to move forward um, with my life. So I didn't speak about it to anyone. Mm -hmm. And... um, Time goes on and uh, I'm reading a news one day mm-hmm. and there's this girl has spoken about someone, a director, who has harassed her. And suddenly I'm reading it, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. It's like, so she's saying on that interview that, um, oh, he did this and he said that. And I'm going like, what the? And it felt like I'm just relived the whole incident again. And um, I didn't know the girl. So I found her number, I called her manager. Um, I said, can I meet you for coffee? Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's so sweet of you calling. I said, no, I need to talk to you. So I took this girl for coffee and um, you know, we spoke and I started telling her. And then she said the same thing. And I was like, how that's even possible? You know, you know people say things yes. like, oh, me too, happened to me. And this girl was exactly explaining what has happened to me but has happened to her. Mm. 
So anyhow, I decided to go and record and um, obviously created a lot of problems for me because people were like, how she can talk about it now? It happened like three years ago, two yes. years ago. And I think that was one of the worst um, experience that I had when the incident happened took place and when I spoke about it. At the time when, you, when it happened, yeah. did any part of you want to speak about it? Because I know, and I've spoken about this before, yeah. in hindsight when something happens, or let's say when you're telling me mm. that this happened to me, in my head I'm like, you should stand up for yourself, you should yeah. have said something, you know, like, it makes me angry, so I'm like, I wish you had told me if we knew yeah. each other, so I would have said something. And yeah. in hindsight, I think when women are harassed or sexually assaulted or anything has happened, you feel like you should say something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. But it's it's actually, you freeze. Yeah. You're genuinely so sh like shell-shocked what's yeah. happened that you can't physically do anything about yeah, you it. Can't. Was that the same experience for you? So I think at the, at the time it wasn't that way that I was frozen or I was scared of it. Okay. I think it's more to do with a lot of shame. Mm. Um, it it's feels like, did I send some signal that this person behaved like, like, like that? And I, and I think, unfortunately, a lot of young girls, I was young, you know, right. I was much younger than what I am and I was very new into the industry. And uh, when I told my agent, she was like, no, 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 don't talk about it. You cannot. Because if you do, then your career before starting is going to be over. And uh, no the way. sad part is, the sad part is the same in incident happened to me after a few years. So the gap between the first time and the second time happened was the time that that girl spoke, right? So for me, it was like, I moved on with my life. I moved on and I mm. said, um, you know, I want to get married and I want to just leave the industry or whatsoever. But then um, when I heard the girl, you know, when I heard that she's talking about it and I was like, hold on a second, this happened like that many years ago. I experienced with someone else as well. Mm. And this is like a circle which is going around. So I decided to talk about it. And I feel like at that point I was just, there was a lot of shame. And there was a lot of thinking about like, oh my God, I'm in, um, in India and you know, India is not how anywhere else, you know, in Europe or US people are taking up this case, True. you know, the, the way they think about the girls who are victim, it's, it's not the same way as anywhere else. But then I think at that point, I didn't care. I was like, you know what, I want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't care how uh, people actually react to it. And to be honest, it, it created a lot of more damage than doing good to me. <laughs> no yeah, way. So, yeah. Why? I mean, um, if you l read up about it, right? Um, in India, when a uh, few girls, they, they come up and you know, they spoke about Me Too, it wasn't very uh, positive. There was a lot of like, oh, she was like this. Oh, she was like that. Oh, that girl, she doesn't have work. She's trying to become you know, famous. famous and Gaslighting. Yeah, so. How did that f impact you then? I, I, I think one of the reasons that I kind of decided to be away from the uh, entertainment um, industry is because of that. Yeah. Because a lot of your personal choices in life, it becomes a joke to people. Mm. And to be honest, um, if you're a part of any un other industry, yeah, sure, there's going to be news about your work, but your personal life is not that much in, 
you know, in public and not many people talk about it. Yeah. And where in, in industry as actress or even a famous model, right, everyone wants to know about who you're dating and what mm. happened and, you know, all that can take a lot from you. And uh, I feel like after a point, you feel like you don't belong to yourself anymore. Yeah. And everyone knows so much about you and they judge you or... You know, you, you kind of, people think that they know you, but they don't. Because mm. no one knows what happens behind the door. And you can't judge people. You can't be like, oh, she's like this, or he is like that. Or, oh my God, this is what happened to her. No, you never know the whole story. So, Gosh, so much to take in. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. You know, you know, it's funny because uh, recently I was on the train and I had my big bag next to me. And I, and I turn around, and at the time, I didn't notice he was watching me. I thought he was watching me because my bag was there and he wanted to sit down. Yeah. So I turned around, I said, do you want to sit down? And he said, I would love to. And I thought, that's a, that's a bit weird, but okay, cool, sit down. I'm on my phone, yeah. replying to my emails. It's 11.30 at night, right? Oh, wow. And this is in the night. UK. Yeah. But the, the train was full. There was loads of people on the train. Yeah. I'm replying on my phone, and he keeps trying to talk to me. You know, uh, you're so pretty, are you a model? What's inside your bag? Can you show me your bag? Why are you on your phone? Why are you always on your phone? Do you not believe in connection? All of this stuff, It's right? a random guy. A random like... guy, he's about 40. What job do you have? Um, you know, do you have a boyfriend? Oh, of course you do. What does he do? Oh, of course he does. How could I have guessed? So every question was like getting a bit more intrusive. And then at one point he was like, look at the way your eyes are staring at the keyboard. You're typing so quickly. And I was just like looking at him thinking, what on earth? Now, I've been in a situation a few times. I wouldn't say it happens all the time, if I'm honest, mm. but a few times where I've thought, God, I wish I said something because like, yeah. why am I staying quiet? Yeah. The train was full. And everyone could hear that I was telling him, like, sorry, I'm, and I kept saying, sorry, I'm just replying. Sorry, I'm just on my phone. Sorry, one second. Until one point, I just turned around, it, turned around to him, and I can't remember what he said to me now, but I just said, look, I'm really sorry. I've tried to tell you nicely, but I don't want to talk to you. And he was like, you don't talk to me. And I was like, no, I've tried to tell you nicely. I'm really busy. Mm. I'm sorry. And he said, okay. And he walked away. Right? Yeah. But when I got off that train, I sprinted to the car. And I was um, so happy my brother picked me up because normally I get a cab. And I was scared. Yeah. And even when I got home, the first thing I could think about was I, could, I said something for the first time ever in my whole life. Mm. But how many times do girls not say anything? Yeah. Because it's scary. Yeah. I don't know what possessed me that day to give me the confidence to say something. Yeah. But how many other women have been through that? How many other women have been through a situation where the guy doesn't say okay? Yeah. And he says, you know what, screw you. And he does something worse. Yeah. Or, you know what, I'm going to follow you home. Well, in India, a lot of those guys, the next time that they see the girl, they spray acid. Right? Like, yeah, last time he told me, like, you know, I don't want to talk to you and this is what you're going to get. Exactly. And that's how I felt when I went home that day. I was angry. I wasn't like shaken up. I was more, more angry that, gosh, this happens to women all the time. Yeah. We just don't hear about it. Yeah. And like with your story, there must have been so many incidents of, you know, people who just didn't say anything. Yeah. Because if your own agent told you to keep quiet, yep. <laughs> then imagine how many other women were told to keep quiet. And yeah. then if you progress yeah. from that silence, you're rewarded, right? Yeah, if yeah. you pro if your silence is rewarded, yeah. and it's seen as a good thing, yeah. then you're always going to stay silent. Yep. And you're always going to keep that cycle going. Yeah. And why would those people change? Yeah, they won't. 
so good on you for saying something good on you for speaking up yeah. because did he get at least anything happened to him <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> he he was awarded with stuff Stop and it. then he got more work and um, that's just how it is gosh yeah nobody knows yeah so so you left bollywood how yeah. old were you then um this is recently just um two years ago okay and yeah. then what did you decide to do so um, at that point, I didn't really know what I want to do, mm -hmm. but um, I've always figured it out. You know, I've always had a lot of interest from, um, I forgot to tell you actually, I had a restaurant. Okay. This is just before COVID. Mm -hmm. um, I opened an Iranian restaurant because at that point I was kind of like, maybe Bollywood is not for me. Maybe this place is, I'm just like too, um, you know, we say it in uh, Hindi, too mufat to uh, honest mm. to be part of the industry like this maybe I should do something else so I opened my Iranian restaurant wow yeah so while I was doing a little bit of uh, acting and modeling on the side um, I had my cloud kitchen um, which did really well um, we had to shut the place because of COVID yes. and I was opening a sit-down place which never happened after COVID um, but then um, you know while I had the restaurant I realized that I really enjoy uh, interior design mm. and uh, anything to do with kitchen and accessorizing and um, you know books and cooking all that. So um, I went to a design school in uh, Mumbai. Right. Um, before that, also I traveled a lot in Europe, uh, especially Milan. Mm -hmm. um, so I got in touch with few designers uh, who they design furniture. Okay. Um, I just kind of like shadowed them. I tried to understand like if I like it or if it's something that I want to do in future. Yeah. Um, so I finished my course uh, in Mumbai at Marangoni. Wow. Um, and while I was doing the course, I worked with a design firm, mm -hmm. um, shadowed few of the designers and at the moment it's been almost a year that wow. I'm officially working with the design firm. Yeah. Amazing. It's yeah. yeah. so, you know, as you're telling me this, do, did your parents kind of watch you, William, what did your mom watch you through this transition or? Um, my mom doesn't really know the details in like my struggles. Right. She always thinks like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you, you're so strong and you yeah. start this and you start that. Right. But obviously she doesn't see um, you know, the nights that, mm. you know, I've, I've just been miserable, like crying my heart out and like being really like, you know, upset. Mm. And I'm kind of a person that I, um, I don't really show all the chaos behind the scene. So a lot of, you know, people, they see me, oh my gosh, she's, she's so good. She's foreign and, and she stayed in India for so long. She still has friends here. She still has a job. She's still, you know, uh, thriving and she looked good. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been difficult, but I feel like for me, I'm an artist. I don't count myself as, um, oh, I'm an actress or I'm a model mm. or I'm uh, owner of a restaurant or I'm owner of this business. For me, I figured out now that I'm an artist and right. I show my art um, in different forms. You know, um, and I believe um, everyone's, everyone is an artist because the way you live your life and the way you, um, you know, move forward in life, that's for me, that's art. And when I look at someone, you know, the way they dress, the way they eat, the way, um, you know, they travel or they mm -hmm. hang out, that's art of living, right? So, so for me now, I've stopped telling myself what I am. 
hmm. or how or what defines me because my job doesn't define me completely and when so when i was an actress i used to define myself as an actor and that's it you know there wasn't more to it and i feel hmm. like you know every year when i'm getting older <laughs> um and hopefully wiser yeah. um i feel like that's changing Yeah. You you mentioned you have moments where you're really upset and yeah. you're crying your eyes out and you have dark yeah. days like we yeah. all do. Yeah. How how do you overcome those days? Um well, I let my body do whatever it wants to. <laughs> really? Because uh but there's one very like solid rule that I have for myself. It doesn't matter how horrible I'm feeling or heartbroken or you know, it's the darkest day of my life, uh you have to come out of it. Staying there it's not a good thing staying there and staying upset and staying i don't know crying for days is not okay yes mm. you cry your heart out you be upset don't go to the parties don't meet your friends um i don't know be snappy all that you know uh but you have to come out of it and you need to think about you know for me i have um few reminders okay um so i'm as i mentioned i'm almost 36 now so i have these every 4 years or every 3 years something has happened in my life mm-hmm. which has changed my life entirely okay right? different incidents and um at that moment i thought i'm not going to survive that right because sometimes you feel like oh i'm going to be died this is this is it and mm-hmm. this is the end of it right so i take a notes of those incidents and then the next time you know after a few years or after a few months mm-hmm. um when i'm really feeling like it's the darkest day of my life yeah i go back and i'm like look at it you did it you survived it so what let's figure out a way let's just find our way back and go back to it again so for me it's that always remind yourself how yeah. far you've come yeah i i always share that as well you know if you've done it before you can do it again yeah and every time you'll feel it's a new challenge but that's the whole point yeah it's meant to be a new challenge yeah. because if it was the same then you would yeah. you wouldn't wouldn't be difficult. No, for sure, for sure. And for me it's like um w- one of my biggest reminders that when I left Iran, mm-hmm. um I didn't have money. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't know a language. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any friends. Um I had no idea what is the world or you know where is India or where is this country or that yeah. country. I didn't know anything. But I did it and I was much younger, right? But then if I have a problem whatever it is now yeah I have the resources uh more than that I have friends who are like closer than my family to me mm. um I can speak different languages now and I'm sorry it's okay I mean it's not the end of the world you know you're going to be figuring out and kind of move forward for wow. me it's that Yeah, I love that. What yeah. amazing three things to Thank remind you. yourselves of. You. Honestly, you are so inspiring. Thank you are so, so beautiful inside and out. Thank you. Thank and thank you for for sharing your story because you said you don't really share much. So, yeah. it must be hard to sometimes be vulnerable and and open and and tell everyone everything. But yeah, it is. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you. Everyone, and thank you so much for listening and watching this podcast. Wherever you're listening or watching, if you could please press the follow, like and subscribe button, it would really mean the world to me.